edition of From the Fields with the Fans. I'm your host, Otis Evergirl, and with me, KTSW Sports Director Warren Shore and Sports Editor here at the University Star, Keeson Ramirez. Crazy night, Thursday night. Texas State getting a victory over Arkansas State, 45-27. Texas State finally bowl eligible, something that they've been talking about now for the past couple of weeks. One hell of a game uh, uh, Thursday night for senior night for the Bobcats. 45-27, never Never ever would have thought they would beat Arkansas State, three-time conference champion by 18 points. That in itself tells the whole story of the game and how well the Bobcats top to bottom performed in this game. Yeah, uh, Arkansas State scored with uh, 12 minutes left in the second quarter, tying it up at seven, and then the Bobcats marched right down the field. Uh, Rob Lowe had a 26-yard run there to go up 14-7, and they didn't look back. They pretty The game was really never in doubt. Maybe when it got... Uh, 28-17, it was a little shaky, but they answered the field goal right there to put them up 31-17, and the game was really never in doubt. Nice, relaxing, non-stress-free game today. Yeah, uh, yeah. you kind of get stressed a little bit, though, when you get in the fourth quarter, and the Bobcats, we've talked about this this week, the inability to finish. <laughs> and, you know, they were able to finish and then pull away, and, you know, they had the fumble there uh, with Tyler Jones and Robert Lowe, but defensively able to stop them. In fact, Arkansas State, if I remember correctly, went for it on fourth down. Not the best play calling there, in my opinion, but it, um, they did it. And Arkansas State, um, first of all, three-time defending conference champion, not eligible to win uh, the Sun Belt Conference uh, Championship this year. So that's, gonna, that's, that's a first for them. Um, also, Arkansas State, I felt like Texas State caught them on a good day, but at the same time, I think Arkansas State caught Texas State on a good day too as well. Texas State being able to overcome the South Alabama disappointment, beating Arkansas State at home. Arkansas State, we talked about it, 24-5 and in the conference since 2011. Well, that goes loss number six. Arkansas State now 12-3 and in the month of November since 2011. This is their third time since 2011, losing back-to-back games. That's insane. So, you know, you're beating a powerhouse there. And then just the third loss on the road in the conference in the last 15 games. So Texas State not only beat Arkansas State, but they beat a powerhouse in the Sun Belt Conference. And I think that's going to do wonders for Texas State moving forward and possibly going to a bowl game now. David Mayo put it post-game how they can't get too high and they can't get too low. And I think that's a good mentality to have entering a game like Arkansas State on ESPNU. And I asked Fran post-game about how rewarding is it to coach a team with this kind of mentality, this, you know, it factor, like he says. And he almost was put to tears. He was like, he was tearing up about this team. He really feels strongly about him. You can tell that he enjoys coaching this team and seeing them be resilient time after time against Monroe, New Mexico State, Idaho, um, losing tough games against Illinois. And this game was no different. And you look at it, the Bobcats finally showed us what they're made of in this game. Yeah, and like going back to what David Mayo said in the postgame about you, they could have got real low after the last two games. Georgia Southern, they outplayed them. And even <laughs> South Alabama, they outplayed them. They just couldn't close the deal. Georgia Southern was a little different because they were playing from behind. But those are two games they probably should have won going back and rewatching those games. Those are games they should not have lost. They definitely dominated the game there. So not getting too low and then tonight. Um, they, they had a big lead there. and This was the thing they've we've mentioned – Trouble putting teams away. So this was the nice test to see that they can finally put a team away. That is, no one really expected them to win the game tonight. So that was a, that's a good test, and it should have confidence for Georgia State, which we're all expecting them to win, and for 
they go to a bowl game, that bowl game, and then throughout the next year, carry them through spring workouts tonight that they put away the three-time conference champs. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. You know, Arkansas State what was it, eleven and five since two thousand and one in midweek games. Now they're eleven and six. I mean, that's a really good Arkansas State. Whether or not you caught them in a midweek or you caught them on a good day or whatever, Texas State I feel played their most complete and best game of the season. Uh, you saw them put it together for fourth quarters, not only in the first half but in the second half able to pull away that's what you were hoping for when they played illinois when they played georgia southern and now granted they were behind georgia southern at half but still still being able to be in that game you expect them to win and then south alabama up 10 at half you expect them to pull away bobcats easily right now could be a night you're looking at a nine and two team and you know keith and i have talked about this in the past before um Fran, at his Tuesday luncheon, in all of his years of coaching, as many wins as he had, he still said he's never had a season like this. Never had a season like this. And and it's a testament to, to, to uh, um, Thursday night, excuse me, that they were able to pull out against Arkansas State, get the W. Tyler Jones, 14 of 22, passing 192 yards, two touchdowns. He had that big play uh, to C.J. Best and also to Demon Mercer. And what was the stat that you said uh, – on our last show, when the Bobcats, when Tyler Jones throws the ball for more than 35 attempts, they're 0-3, I believe. 0-3. Oh, 0-4. But when they throw it, fewer let, than 35 they're 5-1 and one. They're now 6-1 now 6-1 so the balance was there I think you even said it that they, they ran the ball like 50 times they ran times. it 57 times 50, tonight so you know that that's an attribution to finding balance and finally running the ball with the talent they have in the backfield as I said earlier, top to bottom, probably the most complete performance of the year. The offensive line, which has struggled at times to protect Tyler Jones, only allowed one sack in the entire game. Um, their defense really played well. They allowed Arkansas State, a potent rushing team, to average 3.3 yards per attempt. Michael Gordon only had 77. And as Fran always puts it, they made Arkansas State left-handed. They made Arkansas State throw the ball way more than they anticipated. Uh, Freddie Knighton through season high 57 times. You see that number, you see the team, and you just look at everything, and they were just toast with that kind of pass-to-run ratio ultimately. Yeah, I agree. One of the things I was seeing, I was checking out during the game, Fran leading in the fourth quarter in the uh, Texas State area, 19-1. Trailing going in the fourth quarter, 2-21. and 21. Mm. So that's an interesting there. He's great as holding a lead. Now, coming from behind, that's a whole other story. <laughs> figure that obviously, point differences there. But the one thing I was looking forward to tonight, they've had all these big games, TV games this year, Navy primetime, ESPN News, the Tuesday night Lafayette game, uh, and they just came out flat. You can go back to the Tech game. They've always came out flat. Maybe when they're running out of the tunnel, the adrenaline, they peaked too soon. They didn't peak when they were on the field. They peaked running out of the tunnel. Well, tonight – there was none of that. Then you, we, I don't know if we're going to talk about the crowd, but the crowd really wasn't giving them a lot of, a lot yeah. of thing to get them hyped up about it. But seeing the players in the pregame warmups hyping themselves up, I was like, all right, they, the intensity is there. That's the thing I was wondering if they were going to have the intensity to come out in a game like this. And on the flip side, Arkansas State did not look like they wanted to be there tonight. They got beat by Appalachian State last week, and they looked disinterested. Now credit to the Bobcats for taking advantage for that, um, but. Them coming out with the intensity and finally winning a marquee game at home. How long have we been waiting for this for two, three years? Finally, they did, and Fran was just so ecstatic in the postgame that they finally won. He's like, he didn't even, he did say they didn't, they didn't mention to the players that the game was on ESPNU, 
But all the players, they they know this game's on you. They're all on Twitter. They all do their reading. Can't avoid it. They can't avoid it. They know the game's on national TV. Fran just didn't say it. That's the only thing he said that was different. So I think maybe we should stop telling the you <laughs> can go tell, stop telling players, the players can go find it themselves if the game <laughs> now bowl game is going to be a little different. I think everyone knows yeah. those those are uh, that's on Big Boy ESPN. But uh, but yeah, it was good to see them come out finally and win a marquee game at home. Yeah, the Bobcats definitely were not camera shy this time. Definitely came out and show out what Central Texas football is all about. Uh, yeah, very interesting. Uh, Franchoni mentioned that uh, Brad Bedell, the offensive line coach and defensive coordinator, John Thompson, both get game balls, both coached at Arkansas State. Uh, coach Thompson, you're, ch- you're starting to see the players adjust to a system, play a lot better, uh, stopping the run. Uh, Michael Gordon, 77 yards. Uh, you know, that was my bold prediction um, in the last episode. My, holding Michael Gordon under 100 yards, especially after what he did to the Bobcats last year, 184 yards, 9.1 per average, scoring a plethora of times. So great for the Bobcats to do that. Um, you know, and, and speaking of players and speaking of the running back position, player of the game's got to got, got to go to Rob Lowe. Obviously, I stole both these guys as, as player of the game, but – that's what happens when you're when you're in charge. So uh, Robert Lowe, 29 attempts, career high, 236 yards, four touchdowns, 8.1 yard per carry. I mean, he was unstoppable, and I love his running style. Yeah, at first, does it seem a little slow? Yeah, but that's because once he starts getting, get, once he starts going. Starts 10 yards, 12 yards, 10 yards, 15 yards, boom. And then he had the 50-yarder to cap it off there at the end of the game. Solid guy. And finally, like I mentioned earlier, the Bobcats finally ran the ball. I mean, with C.J. Best there, Rob Lowe, Terrence Franks, Tim Gay. You have all those guys in the backfield starting to utilize them. And and, and my belief in football is that's what you got to start doing once you start getting the playoff time and championship time. You have to be able to play great defense and run the ball because it's all about ball control and possession. So for Rob Lowe, to do that uh, I hope Mark May and Lou Holtz are listening uh, <laughs> right now because shout he, out to them by he, the way he should he Great should definitely yeah. <laughs> he should definitely get up uh, a helmet sticker no doubt I'm gonna sing out uh, single out a guy who's as of late really transformed and added a dimension to the offense um, CJ best 103 receiving yards he had a career high 70 yard touchdown where he took it on a quick slant and just beat everyone in the house no one was going to touch him that's when you saw his 4-3 speed and he really adds something that no one else on this texas team has that just straight line speed that ability to take a pitch and run uh, for 20 plus yards and that that really helps the texas state offense and it helps tyler jones settle in because on that on that little option pitch they have he has the best chemistry with cj best and you look at him in this offense and he's really found his place yeah i tell you i think cj's running by right now oh yeah he's still oh, going yeah. blur, but blur uh in the background right now my player of the game we're gonna go a little different but he's had a great year uh punter will johnson Heisman favorite, Will Johnson. Heis, uh, he should get an invite <laughs> to New York. Uh, but, but no, also, all, in all seriousness, though, he's had a really good year. Had to step, he stepped in for Jason Dan, field goal kicking. You all know the leg swing is different for the field goal kick and the punt. Um, he had four punts inside the 20 tonight, six punts, 295 yards, 50-yard punt average for a college punter. I know – Still, that's impressive for a college He's punter. In the top to average, yeah, got a uh, to average just under fifty yards of punt. Uh, six that sixty-six yarder. You did get some help from the ground, but you're using all your. Uh, hey, that's that's what you're using. Part of the game, yeah, part of the game. That really flipped the field position, and they even uh, said that Rob Lowe said that post game about how how big Will's been on special teams, uh, flipping the field, and the defense said, yeah, it's great when we can uh, when they start inside the twenty, we can 
putting our ears back and go after the quarterback and stuff like that. So Will Johnson, great year from him. A, a win like this for Texas State, you know, with the players <laughs> contributing the way they did, what does this do for Fran? What does it do for the program? What does it do for recruiting in the future of Texas State football? To me, it doesn't mean anything if they lose to Georgia State. If they lose to Georgia State, they're 6-6. Six and six. Yeah, they're bowl eligible. They're not going to go to a bowl game with a 6-6 six and six record, and then you're back to where you started. Treadmill of mediocrity. So this win is nice and essential, but you still need to finish the deal with a win against Georgia State for sure. I totally agree. You This high, I think it's good they played on Thursday night instead of – it still sounded like they're going to go in and prepare tomorrow is what it sounded like. They're not giving them Friday off. Um, they're going to go watch some tape probably and maybe do some lifting. Um which is what they normally do on a Sunday. But I just think you, you have to beat Georgia State. This Keesum's right. This game means nothing if you lose to Georgia State. Georgia State, the only team they beat is, Ab, uh, is Abilene Christian. Like FC, one point. point. That was yeah. like the first, week the of first the game yeah. of the year, uh, Wednesday night, Appalachian, or, uh, Abilene Christian at home, their first win in like two years. They haven't beat a Division One team in two years, I think. So if you go there – and lose that's that's almost that's a bigger disappointment than any win can do right now any loss this year that is just a clunker if you go lose that game that, that cannot happen you want to talk about turning the program turning a turning a page in the program would be going in there and winning by 40 not even letting them in the in the game you go in there win by 40 all right this program's changed you you let them stay around like new mexico state and idaho yeah that, that And I, I, I know the mentality of the team is kind of they don't have that killer instinct yet. But, man, you go in there and beat them by 40, that's a, that sends a bigger message, message coming off of this win tonight. Yeah, simple for me. Finish or be finished. Because now if you're able to finish the season, obviously greater things are, are coming. If you don't finish the season, now you got to take a back seat back again, and now you're wondering – where does your bull fate lie now? Because then you're losing to a 1-9 team. Uh, I disagree with you. I don't think they're on the treadmill of mediocrity anymore. I think when you win— If they win, lose, they will be. I don't, see, I don't, I, I don't, I don't it's think— It's the same old story if they I lose. I don't think that either. I, I think the high, it usually happens with— with teams like that you look at alabama florida state whatever teams always do that when they beat when they have big games they i do just don't that. think you can go 12 and 12 over two seasons and not be classified as mediocre like that's, with appalachian that's, state coming in and going four and two and georgia southern coming in and while i'll be at georgia southern didn't play lafayette or arkansas state this year they still beat the teams on their schedule and appalachian state's currently four and two in the conference right now um obviously texas state's four and three they've played a game but still those teams kind of jockeying position already to jump ahead of you potentially in the conference you have to you have to it, tonight's the game doesn't really mean anything if you don't if you don't win against Georgia State I think yeah but I think I think sometimes here at Texas State I think people forget to put things into context this is their second year in the conference they had a tough schedule last year people forget their last three games last year against Western Kentucky Arkansas State and Troy all three of those teams had an open week in front of them and on top of that, they've played tough teams too as well. I think sometimes you gotta hold the break when you're when you're judging a team, especially when they're transitioning four years now. Go to your independent, whack, and then Sunbelt, you finally find a home. I don't think you can necessarily put them in a mediocre like mediocrity state only because tough schedule. 
And it's tough to transition. Now, Appalachian State, Georgia Southern, remember, these are winning programs in the FCS. These aren't scrubs that just came oh, yeah, into I, the – no, Yeah, these that. aren't just scrubs that. that just came into the conference. Yeah. Appalachian State beat Michigan yeah, for a reason. Yeah, but Appalachian State last year, I think, went 4-8. and eight. Yeah, and Georgia Southern beat Florida – without completing a pass yes. last year. So it's not like they just brought in scrubs and no, said, I hey, know you know, you could whatever. I just think that it happens all the time in college football and it happens all the time in sports that teams be, win big games and then they have that high and then they come. Now, I do agree you cannot lose to Georgia State. That's a 1-9 team. you got to blow them out. I think just like you started the season against Pine Bluff, you got to end the season, you know, like that too yeah. as well. But, you know, I think Texas State right now, it's on its way. I think it's a big confidence booster for them, knowing that they're going to finish in front of a three-time defending conference champion. Um I think it's a confidence booster that they stayed in it with Georgia Southern again, which I'm going to repeat, beat a very good Florida team and lost by one possession to NC State and Georgia Tech, who's in the top 25. So he's still putting things into perspective. So that's good. And Lafayette's always been the class of the conference. That's just Lafayette and stuff. So I think it's good things. They got to beat Georgia State. You can't look over them. You got to beat them. But you assume they go 7-5 and five and you're looking at Fran. Um, doing big things uh, for the program in the future. Obviously, we've kind of talked about it with Georgia State. Got to win that game, 1-9. and nine. Uh, Abilene Christian, uh, some people don't even know where Abilene Christian is. Uh, so, you know. You, How do you not know where Abilene Christian is? It says right in its name. That's a joke. Some people don't know where Abilene is at. So, uh, It's a bad joke. Uh, and I'm the king of bad jokes. Uh, That's so, true. That's very true. <laughs> So you guys have any final thoughts? They got the rolls game. They got the they got the roll monkey off their back. No rolls in the press box tonight, and they finally got a win. That's the running joke in there. Thank you for saving my Abilene joke. <laughs> it's true. I'll, I'll add another bad joke. Texas State is six and zero when they outscore their opponents, and if they do that, <laughs> yes, if they do that against Georgia State, they will be seven and zero when they do that. that unprecedented mark for it, any Division One team. Is it, you either lose a game or you win a game. You win a hundred percent of the games you don't lose. That's, you know that's what? How that's something Mark May would say. <laughs> that is something Mark May would say. But no, but okay. The one thing I do want to say, uh, you brought up the game balls. This is yeah. only the second game this year they've given away game balls, Coach Fran said. So that's why it was so – it meant a lot to John Thompson. John Thompson got – Gatorade bath as well. Yes, got a yeah. Gatorade bath. He got overlooked by Arkansas State. He he was the interim coach for their past two years right. when they had the – he led them to bowl wins. And Fran said he should be coaching this yeah, team pretty just much, considering yeah. what he's yes. done for that program. And they just overlooked him this year, and that's why John Thompson's here. Great job yeah. uh, for Fran for bringing him in. But, yeah, those two guys, they embraced uh, – Brad Bedell and John Thompson did after they won. I saw that. Um, you, you just tell they were happy and good for those guys. You know they, you know John Thompson. He's still, as rightfully so, he sh should be the head coach there. So great for him. And you saw with the, some of the former players of Arkansas State embracing him the yeah. way they did. Uh, for me, it's senior night. You know, senior night able to close out their legacy here with a win. That's great for Brad Miller, David Mayo, and all those guys that are seniors. So that's always a good thing uh, for the Bobcats. Well, that's going to do it for us. If you have any questions, you can leave it at the universitystar.com or ktsw.net. You can tweet us at universitystar or at ustar underscore sports or at KTSW Sports using the hashtag Field2Fans. For Warren Shore, Mr. King of Bad Jokes, Kisa Ramirez, who doesn't look awake right now, I am your host, <laughs> Otis Hagar, and we'll see you next time. It's been a long Bye. night. That concluded from the Field2Fans. <laughs>